Well, uh, today we begin, hopefully we begin, a week of Thanksgiving. And um, some of you are just thankful that you don't have to go to school. Um, That's good. It's good to be thankful for those things, that things are sometimes come to an end. Um, I did a little, um, not real research, I'm not much of a researcher, especially light of all the brilliant people I have here this morning. Um, But as you think through uh, where Thanksgiving came from, you realize that it has a connection with uh, the people who came to the new world. And they came and it was a prayerful endeavor for some of them that they were constantly coming to before the Lord. And as they came uh, to the new world and acknowledged that they they wanted to acknowledge that God had been good to them. And so they had a, a three-day feast. Um, the first time as they gathered, it was for three days. They invited uh, their Indian friends that had helped them so much. And they had a three-day feast. And most likely they did have wild turkey. Um, uh, th- they celebrated for three days. I find that kind of interesting because here... Um, in our modern culture, it's kind of what we do to everything. It's we put our own twist on it, and it was a three-day feast. And now we just eat enough for three days, but we do it in a condensed fashion, like we can do it in just one day. Um, I also, in my research, I found out that they did have sweet potatoes that first Thanksgiving. Nobody liked them, but as they uh, as they were debriefing over the meal and the day, they said, someone said, hey, if we do this again, let's just throw marshmallows on the top of it. And then anyone, anyone will eat them after that. Um, that's not true. I just made that up, by the way. Um, as you think through uh, what those first, really the first year was like for those people, over half of them died. Um, it's hard for us to imagine that. That as we would gather, if we were here and then a year from now, half of us were gone. Children and spouses. And as they reflected over the year, it had been a great year of great hardship. But God had provided for them. They had a great bounty. They had a great harvest. And so as they reflected, they were thankful. But undoubtedly, they experienced heartache as well. As they were feasting and they realized that God had been good to them. What about you? What about me? Uh, It's interesting as we're at the end of November and uh, we head into the end of the the school year or the end of the year. And um, we we reflect on this year. Has it been a year for you of great hardship? uh, Things that have gone difficult and they've caused you uh, to cry. Um, I, uh, in the first service, some, uh, one of the little kids gave me a turkey craft that I was supposed to talk about in the surprise box. And I got talking to them about, you know, being thankful and not complaining or, you know, uh, feeling bad. And one of the kids said really clearly to me, I've seen my mom cry before. And I'm like, you know, too much information, kid. I don't really want this here, you know. And uh, But that may have been the year for you. Uh, one filled with tears, heartache. Uh, as we think about this year, as we reflect, there might be great heartache and tears. And for others, it might be one of great bounty. 
that you see that God has blessed you with much, uh, that you are, are rich in many ways. Uh, and as you think about that, it may be mixed as it was for these are uh, ones who first celebrated. They look back and there's a loss that they mourn, but they also see how God has provided greatly for them. And so with that in mind, please turn to Psalm 138. I want to tell you that before we figured out that we should have Thanksgiving, uh, God knew that he was deserving of Thanksgiving. That to give thanks is a biblical concept. And, and as we begin looking at this psalm, it's the first idea that we must acknowledge is that thanksgiving or giving thanks has a destination. That it's not just, uh, I'm thankful. Kids say this. Adults think this, okay? Uh, sometimes we ask, you know, what are you thankful for? And kids always go, I'm thankful for me. I'm thankful for me that, that you know, I'm good and I, I'm great. And everything. Uh, kids say it. Adults think it. Okay. Uh, but Thanksgiving has a destination. It is God who has blessed us. Uh, and we must be mindful of this as we look at this psalm this morning. Please stand in honor of God's word. I'd like to read to you Psalm 138. <laughs> God's word says this. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My, my strength of my soul, you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Please join with me in prayer. Father God, um, as we look at your word, we ask that you would mark us with it today. That you would change our hearts from being greedy, complaining, discontent people to being joyful, filled, humble, acknowledging your greatness. God, thank you for the opportunity to be before your word. We ask that you would uh, bless our time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Starting out at verse 1, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. I want to encourage you, uh, as I said, shared before, Thanksgiving has a destination and a, a place where it deserves to be, and it's with God. But also, it deserves to be expressed. Uh, thankfulness comes from your heart, but it also is spoken with your lips. And you say, well, I'm not much of a talker. 
I bet you are. I bet you have things to say. I bet you when you don't like things, you're willing to talk about them freely. I I, I bet you you express to your family all the time when things don't go your way. And yet as we look at the psalm, and really throughout the scriptures, that as God does a work, we as His people, it's appropriate that we would say it. That we would say it. That we would let both believer and unbeliever know how great our God is. What He has done. What He is deserving uh, deserving of our praise. This morning, I'm not going to go through uh, this verse by verse, but I'm going to have three points for you as we look at this psalm of thanksgiving. The first one being who God is and that we would be thankful for who he is. If you look down at verse two, we see this the psalmist is giving thanks and he says in verse two, I bow down toward your holy temple. I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. <laughs> it's important for us as we think about thanking God. There are some things about Him that do, it really doesn't matter if we exist. Okay? There's things that He is apart from us even experiencing the benefit of them. And one of those things that you, you see here is, and I realize that we've experienced it, those of us who know Him, but it says this of God that is worthy to be praised of His steadfast love. And you say, well, Steadfast love. What kind of love is that? I know about love. We probably don't. We probably don't know about love. In fact, most of the time we get confused on what it really is. And as, as we look at the, especially the psalm, this, this concept over and over again, the, the picture of steadfast love is his promised or covenant love with you. And there's a dependence on that love. It's not dependent on you. Do you get that? That He loves apart from what you are doing. And you say, well, how can that be? That's a good question. In fact, most of the time, we, we love like this. We choose to love someone. We love them and we, we extend them love. And then we sit back and we go, okay. Come, now, I've given you love. You give me love. That's the way we do this. And, and if it doesn't come back, what do we do? We say, well, maybe they didn't get the first message. Maybe I'll love them again. I'll extend to them again. But after a while, as you give out love, you say, forget it. Forget it. I'm tired of this. It's not coming back. But this is what I want you to see this morning. We're thankful because of who God is. And His love is steadfast love. It's His promised love for you. If His love was based on your faithfulness, how would that work? Not very good, would it? If we didn't reciprocate, if there was not some sense where we earned the love that we, uh, he extended us love and we somehow appropriately responded. We had to do that. 
That wouldn't be love that's based upon himself. That'd be love based upon our response. And we'd be in trouble. We would be in trouble. So steadfast love, it's a great theme of this psalm. It's a reason to be thankful because God is a God of steadfast love. There's a second point right there. He says, and of your faithfulness, and of your faithfulness. And this morning, one of the great themes that that I want to bring out in the service is that God has been faithful to you. He has shown up in your life over and over again. He, he keeps coming. He, he is constantly blessing and being kind and merciful to you. When you wake up in the morning, He's faithful to you. As you walk throughout your day and as you forget about Him, He's faithful to you. Because our God is a God of faithfulness. That's who He is. When you've forgotten about Him, He has not forgotten you. It's so hard for me to get in my mind. But He is a God who is faithful. And even as I reflect this year, as I think about how maybe I have changed and how I have failed and I have had successes and I've changed, I've been different and this and that. God has remained faithful over and over again. And as we think about being thankful, it's important for us to dwell on the fact that God is faithful. He's a God of steadfast love. It's who He is. It's not something that changes because of the, the, the weather or my attitude or anything else. It's just simply who He is. If you skip down a few verses, you see this in verse 4. That he got a steadfast love and faithfulness. You look in verse 4, it speaks of the kings, that, that, that they should give him praise. Heard of the words of the mouth. And then in verse 5, it says this, And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. There's a magnificence and a glory of who He is that should we should be in awe and the beauty of who He is and, and the glory that is. And we say, I, I'm thankful that you are worthy, worthy to be worshipped. And in all this, if you skip down a couple more verses, verse 6, it says this. And this is, this is what makes our God so amazing. Verse 4 talks about Him being the glory, how great He is. Verse 6, it acknowledges Him to be high. For though the Lord is high, He regards the lowly. Though he is high, our God is a God of compassion. He stoops for lowly man. He he bends down. He he participates. It's who he is. Apart from us acknowledging it, and apart from us maybe even benefiting it from it sometimes because we push him away. God's a God of steadfast love, faithfulness. He's there's glory in him. And in all that, he still identifies with the lowly. He, he reaches down to them. This is who our God is. 
and much more. This is just in this psalm. That there's reason as we dwell and as we think about who He is, that there's reason to thank Him just for who He is. As you contemplate this week what you have to be thankful for. Thank God for Him being who He is. For what He, what he is apart from you. So that's the first thing I wanted to point out. The second thing is what it means to me. And when I say that, I'm not just saying that we're making this stuff up and how, uh, you know, we are deciding who God is because of what we picture, but, but how this has impacted us. That God has not, this last year, as you think about this last year, He has been at work. That faithfulness, that steadfast love, His glory revealed, is His reaching down from His high position. That has been happening to us. To us. That there are things that have happened this year that you, if you thought about them, as you contemplate, that God has given you reason to be thankful. Because He's entered and He's worked within your life. The psalmist points out a few things. In verse 3, he says this. On the day I called, you answered me. Think about that. Think about this last year. Has there been any prayers that God has answered for you, big or small, this year? Have you, uh, in desperation, cried out to Him and you've seen Him provide? How beautiful is that? And how how worthy is it for us to acknowledge that God has responded to my cries? That, That He has cared about me in big and in small ways. What would what would happen if we cried out to God and he didn't answer? He didn't care. He, he, he said, I'm too busy for you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. But instead, you have this beautiful picture where the psalmist says, I cried out in my heartache, in my desperation. I cried out and you answered me. You were the one who answered me. As you go on in the same verse. My strength of my soul, you increased. That's a picture of getting you through the day, right? Getting you through the day when you are ready to quit. Ready to quit. Uh, I don't want to see a show of hands, but have you ever been ready to quit? This last year? This last week? A couple days ago? This morning? The, the picture here is this. The, the psalmist is crying out and he's he's thanking God because he knows... That he cried out to God, God answered him, and he got him through the day. He gave him strength when he had none. Um, What a beautiful thing it is that God would grant us strength that we don't have. Some of us in our pride say, well, you know, we don't, rarely do we really need God. I mean, there's a couple days, but most of the time I can handle it on my own. How foolish is that? 
The psalmist also says, you skip down to verse 7. He says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. As you think about this last year. Well, and really the psalmist, what he's talking about is the the culture or what he lives in. And some of you can relate. All of us can relate if we see it clearly. Uh, the psalmist's life, while we David, he says, my life is always in trouble. I'm always in the midst of a mess. Can you relate? You always seem like there's, there's things going on and there's a mess and the, the trouble is all around me and it's pushing in on me and my family. And it, it's not just pushing in, it's entering, it seems like, and it's messing stuff up. And the psalmist says, yeah, that's where I live and I am. But in the midst of that, you preserve my life. You, you, <coughs> you stretch out your hand. You, you act on my behalf in the midst of my enemies. And then I love this, the way he uh, says, your right hand delivers me. The picture of a shepherd coming and snatching the sheep and grabbing it away from trouble. Someone says, this is what I'm thankful for. Though I get myself into a mess, though I'm constantly wandering, we sang about that, prone to wander. And you're, I got to teach you how to sing one of these days. Some of you sing like this. I know Zach's not in here. We got rid of him already. He's over at Pastor Mike's class. But some of you sing like this. You just sing the song. You're singing the song. I'm telling you, when you see a, a line that you need to sing, sing it loud. I, I, you know, you, you need to be point. That's my line right there. Prone to wander. That's me. They wrote this song about me. The, those are the, to, to identify it with it. To say, that's me. The psalmist looks at uh, his relationship with he says, I need to be thankful. Why? Because I need to be delivered. I'm a mess. There's trouble all around me. And so as I reflect on, on who God is and what that means to me, I'm thankful. I want to point this out um, because it's important. There's a, there's a verse that talks about you in here. Well, there's there's two things I, I want to point out. First of all, you look down at. Um, it's talking about you. It's talking about you. And you're either one of two words. It's in verse six. You're one of two words. The second word, as it describes some people, are haughty or prideful. And what is God's relationship with them? Those who are prideful or haughty. He's afar. He's distant, Right. The proud one, the one who says, I got it all on my own. He says, okay, you can be over there and good luck to you. Let's see how this is going to work out for you. you. You say you don't need me. I will stand off at a distance. You go do it on your own. Let's see how this works. Some of us, uh, that's not very funny, is it? Not, well, it's not very funny for really all of us if we can see clearly because there's been many times 
where we've said we've tried to hold God at bay, say, I don't need you, I'll just go do it on my own. And we fall down, we stumble, we're we're miserable, we, we're hating life, and we go, Oh, this isn't working out very good. I don't know why. And God says, You don't know why? You thought you could do it without me, and you thought that I was gonna bless. But but the other word, did you get the other word? If you look at verse 6, it, reg- it says he regards the lowly, the insignificant, those who are, are not much. M- maybe that should be the name of our church, where the lowly meet, right? Not that we're humble, but that we're lowly, that we truly are. We're, we're not much. And yet the beauty of this is that God reaches down from his exalted position and he works and loves and it has interaction with us as lowly people. Second thing I want to point out right here is there's a lot of eyes in this uh, in this psalm. There's a lot of eyes, but there's a lot of eyes. In all, and the point is, if you, if you see it, because of what who God is, because of what he does and our benefit to that, there's something we got to do. The psalmist, he's saying, I got to do something. I got to respond. What is it? I need to give thanks. Because of God's faithfulness and his steadfast love to me, I need to respond. It's only appropriate. Third point. Third point. And this is really why Thanksgiving is important. Why does it matter? Like, and you say, well, why does it matter? It's only appropriate. Yes. But is there any benefit to me? And I would say, yes, there is. If you look down at verse 8. Look down at verse 8. Kind of the conclusion of this psalm. Listen to the words of the psalmist inspired by God. Listen to his heart. He says, he says this, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. How does this all tie together? You may ask this question. (coughs) What does Thanksgiving mean for the year ahead? What does it matter for the year ahead? And you say, for some of us, we look at the last year, and there were some difficult, difficult things in this last year. Hard times, things that caused us to be anxious and uh, caused us tears and maybe even caused us to be tempted with sin. And we buckled and we we sinned in grievous ways. And, And you say, well, how about next year? And you're like, I don't want to do next year because I'm afraid that next year will be like this year. And I, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. What does Thanksgiving do as we reflect on who God is and what he has done for us is certain is so beautiful. I get so excited about this. Look at what the psalmist says. He says, he says this, he says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. So I read that, I go, man, that sounds super confident, doesn't it? It sounds like he's ready to tackle anything. How can he be so confident? I, I, I want to be confident. 
I want to be able to look out in the future and say, I can handle anything that comes up. And someone says, well, what about, what about this? I can handle that. What about health problems? I can handle that too. I'm not afraid of anything. You say, well, how can you be like that? That just sounds, there's a lot of things that could go on. How can you be like that? The psalmist was not confident in and of himself. He was confident that the Lord's purposes would be played out in him as he looked into the future. And he he connects this super important thing. Did you see it? He repeated it. The steadfast love of the Lord. That the, the Lord's love for him would be enough. That it would be faithful. That it would continue. And and he, in case we didn't get what steadfast love was, O oh Lord, it endures forever. Forever. It's going to last. It's going to last. That God's love and, and that pouring out on you, that that will be enough for next year. In fact, it's going to be enough forever. Forever. Sometimes we face mountains out in the future and we're like, oh, I don't know how we're going to get over that. I, I know how you're going to get over it. With the steadfast love of the Lord. That he would be faithful to you, that you can trust him. You can't trust in yourself. You can't trust in this world. You can't trust in any of those things, but you can trust in him going forward. So what will happen? What will this produce in us? <coughs> Excuse me. A few words I just want to leave you with. First word is this, that as we're thankful, there'll be a great confidence in us. Confidence. You say, well, what do you mean? God has been good to me in the past. He has not changed. I've seen his work in my life. I can connect it to his goodness to me. And so guess what? I have a confidence in the future that that same God who was faithful to me in the past will be faithful to me in the future this next year. I know there are things that are scary. I know there are. There's some things I'm scared of in the future. And I know some of you well enough to be able to say them right now. I wouldn't do it to you. But some of the things that you're scared about in the future. We can have confidence, not in ourselves, but in our, our faithful God. Guess what? As we're thankful, we're generous. We're generous. Uh, when we don't understand how good God has been to us, we become cheap. We become greedy. We, we become, how little can we do? How much can we save for ourselves? When we're thankful, we realize the, the generosity of God that He's poured out on us. We desire to be generous with others. We also have great encouragement. We hear people in heartache, and guess what we want to do? We go, you're going to make it! And they say, well... How do you know I'm going to make it? Because I know you're going to make it. How can you be so sure? Because God is good. That he has a steadfast love for you. That he's faithful to you. And as you trust in him, he will do it. We also find that our heart is filled with joy. Heart is filled with joy. 
as you look so often in someone's life, and most of the time we do it real simply, right? We say, I'm happy when I get everything I want, and I'm grouchy when I don't get what I want. That's just the way it is. And you better hope that I'm happy today and I'm getting what I want or I'm going to spill out on you and be grouchy. That's not how this works. As God makes us rich in his presence and as he pours out his steadfast love, his overwhelming faithfulness to us, guess what? It gives us joy for every day, for every day. The last word that I want to give you that this Thanksgiving produces in us is humility, is humility. And you say, well, why? Because as we accurately see how God has worked in our lives, how much he has blessed us, we realize that we haven't done it. That it's not because we have been faithful, that we have been loving, but it's that he has been faithful And that he's been loving. That he has blessed us. And so we sit as rich people undeserving. We go, I'm not the one. I haven't done it. He's the one who's done it. And that's why we should be thankful. This morning as we end, I have a short video clip uh, that I want to share with you. That maybe will be an encouragement to you to think about your situation and where you struggle. And how God's faithfulness has met you and provided for you all that you have needed.